Mr. Stephen Allen's Some News.co.uk, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Some News podcast number 30. Yep, it's an anniversary one. Uh, yeah, 30th is Pearl. Did I get you anything Pearl? No, no, I didn't. But if you had a harbour, I would have bombed it for you. Is that what you want? I don't know. I don't know what you want from me. It's all this Diamond Jubilee lark. People are getting obsessed with these anniversary things. Our Pearl show does not mean we get an extra bank holiday, yeah? Yeah, yeah, we get an extra bank holiday for the Jubilee. And last year we had an extra bank holiday for the Royal Wedding. With the bonuses they get paid, we should have an everyone else but bankers holiday. And by the way, I've solved the problem with bankers bonuses. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem with bankers bonuses is the bonus culture. It's not about the amount, it's the attitude. It's that, I've got a big bonus. Take a look at the size of my big hairy bonus. Right, there's the problem. So all we need to do is stop calling them bonuses, start calling them tips. Ooh, did you get a big tip? Well, you must have been a very good banker. Ooh, look at you. I know, I have the solution to the world's problems, but no one ever asks. Anyway, in this edition, Capello's dead, long live the red nap. It's cold enough to freeze the good stories off the front of the newspapers. And good news for fast food. Let's crack on. Mr. Stephen Allen's Some News Podcast. The main news. The big news has been about football. Now, don't panic. If you are not into football, I won't be getting all technical. The only time I'll say 4-4-2 is when I mock Harry Redknapp's ability to count. Where to start? Uh, well, England manager Fabio Capello resigned. It was on every front page, all over 24-hour rolling news. Exit Fabio Capello. He's already abroad. His old bosses back at the FA are looking for someone to take over. I say Natasha Giggs for England manager. Well, she's already managed two footballers, and by the look of her, she can manage a few more. But of course this was going to get all the coverage. We've got to fill the news with something, and it's not like there was anything else happening elsewhere, like, well, I don't know, off the top of my head, uh, Syria. Here's how it happened. A while back, John Terry may or may not have said something racist at a football match, and it was the bad type of racism, not that good type that ends with a handshake. Isn't that right, Set Blatter? Do you remember this? FIFA president Sepp Blatter said racism in football could be sorted out by a little handshake. Yes, of course it could. That's why this happened. I have a dream that someday somebody will shake my hand and I'll be like, all right, yeah, that's fine, yeah. No, 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 don't, don't worry about it. That's like saying sexual harassment in the workplace is sorted out if you give her a little slap on the bottom. Handshakes don't fix racism. We saw how Luis Suarez refused to shake hands with Patrice Evra, but since then, Suarez has said, I have spoken with the manager since the game at Old Trafford, and I realise I got things wrong. Yeah, what he wished he'd done was where you go in for the handshake, pull away at the last moment, put your thumb on your nose, and then wiggle your fingers. I can't believe we live in an age where this stuff still happens. Of course racism has no place in football. It certainly has no place in football commentary. Yes, indeed. Uh, you join us for the second half. And it's some white guy with a ball. He passes to... Hang on, hang on. Were we going to do a cutaway sketch where we replace the name of footballers with racial terms? Well, here's an idea. How about we don't? I don't care if it's funny. If people don't get the joke, the amount of handshaking I'll have to do. Whew. Anyway, the FA said, till John Terry's court case had been sorted, he couldn't be captain of the England football team. We can't have a potential racist in charge. It's not Oxford University, you know. So Terry was told he couldn't be captain, but he could still play. After all, 
No one in football wants to see John Terry not playing each weekend. They like to know where he is and make sure he's not off with their wives. Uh, all good so far, but England manager Fabio Capello didn't think the FA's decision was right. He gave a TV interview where he said, Terry will always be my captain. Which, now that he's resigned, sounds a little bit kinky roleplay sex. Oh, you're my captain. Oh, such good the ball control. Ooh. Fabio refused to take his comments back. The FA called a meeting and the result was Fabio quit. It was brave of Capello to stand up for John Terry right to the end. It was like a captain going down with his ship, which is rare for an Italian. So where does this leave us? The hunt is on for a replacement. After an Italian, the people at the FA wanted to look closer to home. There's a preference for an English, an English person or a British person. Many people have been saying that we need an England manager who can actually speak English properly. Which means Wayne Rooney will never get the job. Or David Beckham. Or Gaza. Or... Do you know what, actually? Most footballers can barely speak. I don't know if what John Terry said was racist, but at least it was a whole sentence. Uh, everyone thinks the man for the job is Harry Redknapp, because on the day that Capello resigned, Redknapp was found not guilty of tax avoidance. He gets away with not paying tax, and they say he's the man for England. I'd say that makes him the man for Greece. I was a bit worried. I don't actually know what all this tax stuff is about. So to fill in the gaps, uh, I'm joined on the line by my accountant. Hello. Hello, Steve. So can you help me out with these terms? Uh, sure thing. Uh, tax avoidance is illegal... Tax aversion is where you avoid paying tax. Seems clear enough. Uh, do I do any of this? Well, that's what you pay me for. Uh, yes, you do have a tax aversion scheme. Oh, what's that? You have no career success, you barely work, and you get paid nothing. So? Well, it means you don't pay a lot of tax. So, well done. Oh, I ran out of credit. I think he's got a good point. The case for the prosecution was weak. They said that money Harry had hidden away in a Maltese bank account set up in the name of his dead dog that he said in an interview was a bonus. Have a listen. And it was a bonus, Rob. That money that Harry said was a bonus, HM Revenue and Customs said that that money was a bonus. Harry said it wasn't. Well, of course it wasn't a bonus. Why would Harry lie in a court case to stop himself going to jail? It's far more likely that he would lie in an interview when he had no good reason to. Of course, of course. What I'm saying is, I totally agree with the verdict of a court case like I legally have to. Um, of course he's innocent. You know, he was found innocent. In fact, I'll go further. Only a Nazi and a type of pervert would say that if you pick 12 people at random like a jury, for example, uh, that they are way more likely to like football than they are to like the tax men. So, you know, no one in their right mind would, would say such a thing. So Harry is a free man, but it did damage his reputation. During the case, part of his defence was that he writes like a two-year-old. I never wrote a letter in my life. I couldn't write a letter. I write like a two-year-old and I can't spell. But to be fair, his colouring in has come on a treat. He also said this. I can't work a computer. I don't know what an email is. I can't, I've never sent a fax, and I've never even sent a text message. I bet it's crap with that Nintendo Wii his daughter-in-law keeps going on about. So what have we learned? A nation's disapproval of racism has seen a job vacancy that only an Englishman can get, and a man who can't even use email could well be in charge of our national team. Thank God nothing was happening in Syria, hmm? The Some News .co .uk podcast.
I know it's a stereotype that we Brits like to talk about the weather, but then it's a stereotype that Northerners are tight, and I once haggled with a big issue seller. I did. I'm not proud. I just, you know, I was at university, I was two P shorts, and I just pointed out, you know, what are your overheads? Anyway, let's just dig in. The weather in the UK has been shocking. It's been so cold. There's no nice way of saying this, but in this weather, penises get smaller. And that's why Jeremy Clarkson couldn't go on the rides at Alton Towers. I saw a headline that said, Coldest February since 1986. That date does not seem impressive. I mean, I, I remember the 80s. Didn't even feel that cold, probably thanks to the insulation of permed hair. I mean, I, I recently realised I'm so old, I'm no longer impressed by the established dates that some businesses show off about. I was sat in a Cafe Nero. There's a sign that says, Cafe Nero, established 1997. Oh, come off it. I've got things in the fridge established before then. It's like 50-50 that I'm wearing pants older than your company. But it's been cold. The Express, normally known for still running stories about Princess Diana, had a front page headline, colder than the North Pole. Actually, now I think about it, it still could be a story about the princess. No, never mind. Uh, the UK saw a low of minus 18.3 degrees Celsius. The newspaper also said that Chesham in Buckinghamshire was colder than Lukla, Nepal a village at the base of Everest. I don't know why we have to try and beat foreigners with our weather. We, we saw it in the summer. Two days of good weather and the front page shouting, it was hotter in the UK than it was in Greece. Don't go making people think England's like Greece. We still want some financial investment. And I'm sure it never goes the other way around, right? Other countries don't mention us when they do their weather forecasts. Now, Storm Tracker 46 weather in your neighborhood with First Track 3D Radar. Thanks. Well, as you can see on the map, we're in for dull conditions and lots of drizzle. In fact, it will be more depressing on the East Coast than it is in Manchester, England. So, that's the week ahead. Back to you. The news people love statistics when it comes to weather. The Daily Mirror said, uh, since records began in 1659, only seven Februarys have been colder than the one we're in right now. The Daily Mail said, last year saw one of the warmest Octobers. And the Daily Star said the hottest June had taken a top off or something. I didn't read it. Uh, councils were boasting that this year they had stockpiles of grit. And they probably still have it. So many roads did not get gritted. I was on the way home on Saturday night. We all knew it was going to snow on Saturday, right? They, they talked about it in the news, in the papers, unless you were living under a rock. And even then you get a 3G signal, so everyone knew about it. When I was driving home, no grit. Yeah, I was on the A1. Even if you did it alphabetically, I should have been sorted. And 4x4 drivers don't give a damn, do they? Are they beeping to get you out of their way? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to not crash and die. Sorry if I'm slowing you down. Should the rules of society give way, those 4x4 people will turn to cannibalism first. And you realise, right, you have four-wheel drive, but we all have four-wheel braking. If you have to slam on your brakes, you're wiping out, mother fool. Forecasters warned more cold air is coming in from the continent. Yep, it's the foreigners to blame again. Siberia sends us cold air. Iceland sends us ash. Ireland sends us Jedwood. So, you know, we're, we're under attack. But as the cold snap comes back, how should we deal with it? Well, to find out more, I'm joined on the line by a spokesperson from the Cold United National Trust. Or, well, let's not worry about the acronym. Um, hello. Uh, hello, Steve. So what precautions should we be taking? Uh, people should think long and hard. If you don't have to make a journey, then don't. Well, surely that's good advice for life, isn't it? I mean, if if you're meant to stay home all day, then don't drive to an airport. I mean, people people won't do that. Oh, you'd be surprised. 
and be bloody amazed. Also, if you have to drive, uh, make sure you have a drink with you, uh, preferably a hot one, a blanket, a shovel, some flares, and a heater. Wow, that's really cool. A survival bag, first aid kit, tent, matches, and mobile phone. That's a lot of stuff to be checking. GPS tracker, petrol generator, stove, fleece, spare chop logs, lightsaber, and recently deceased Tauntaun. And you've got to take all that with you? Safety first, Steve. That's why we say it's best to just stay at home and look after any old neighbours you might have. No, oh, is, is that what you do? Oh, yes, Steve. I live next to a little old lady. She must be fine. She was doing some DIY this week. How could you tell? There was some loud banging on my wall for a few days, but it stopped now. How do you know the cold's not got to her? Oh, there's no way she got cold, Steve. She's not even opened the front door to get the milk for the last five days. Just piling up, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you certainly live up to that acronym. The SomeNews.co.uk podcast. 33-year-old Claire Simmons is in the news because she only eats cheese and tomato pizzas. She's been told that she could die unless she stops her bizarre dining habit. I didn't know you could die from cheese and tomato pizza. I'd heard about a guy who died because of one of those make-your-own-pizzas. He accidentally topped himself. She's a mature student as well. I mean, she's not stupid. She, she knows it's not healthy, but she's got a real problem. It's said in the news she gags if she puts anything but plain pizza in her mouth. I'm not going to do the obvious joke, but now we we feel sorry for her and her boyfriend. Although, maybe he's found a way around it. Maybe all he has to do is cover it with tomato sauce and cheese. Or if he's a manual labourer, tomato sauce. Uh, Claire said, I'm actually scared of fruit and veg. I get so angry when people think I'm being faddy. This is a real medical condition. It is, and I I don't want to make fun of someone with a real medical condition. But I do have to say... I don't think we'd be having this conversation if she was living in one of those comic relief countries. We never see those videos between the sketches with Billy Connolly saying, Now this poor boy is afraid of green. So just £10 of your money could order him a Domino's. Although maybe that's because Domino's don't deliver that far. And his mother has to walk five miles every day to the nearest kebab shop. It's a bigger problem than you realise, with new medical evidence this week saying that fast food can lead to a low sperm count in men. Although it sounds more fun than wearing condoms. Have you got protection? Oh, don't worry. I've had a Zinger burger. (laughs) Fertility doctors in America's Harvard University analyse sperm from hundreds of men between the age of 18 and 22. If the sperm came from a man who ate fast food, it was less likely to make the journey to fertilise the egg. But if that egg was fried, it would have been on it like a car bonnet. It makes you think, if you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, right, what would you pick? What would be your desert island dish? Your dessert island dish? Your, your dessert Iceland the shop dish. All right, I've taken that too far. Uh, I asked the question on Twitter. Here are the answers. Inkle 1980, roast pork. Nice. Lexi Bunny, spaghetti, job done. Uh, Robert Whitey, 84, said 16-inch meat feast pizza smothered in garlic sauce accompanied by a Diet Coke. You know what I said for the rest of your life? I suppose it didn't have to be that long, did it? But then he sent another tweet saying, Oh wait, no, change that. A 12-inch meatball marinara from Subway, accompanied by a Diet Coke. You lost a few inches there, mate. Uh, Jesse Monkey said Indian. That's cheating, isn't it? It's a bit too vague. It's like saying European food and you can pick from anything. Uh, Steve underscore run said potato cakes. 
Milan Beau, son just said has to eat carbohydrates, daughter saying lasagna, me, pizza. I think saying carbohydrates is cheating as well because there's still so many foods, but the organ failure from the lack of protein would make him pay for it, so we'll let that one go. Uh, Degsy said pizza, specifically double pepperoni pizza with cheese-filled crust. It's like a hubcap of ambrosia. Dyke with a bike one said tinned go-cat. Not coming round to yours for tea. Machek underscore said bacon. Kaz Lucas says bacon, mmm. Sam underscore Tanner underscore says, Bacon, don't judge me. You're in good company. Kaz Austin, tough one as you'd be bored. Well, you you say that, but my cooking without the restriction is fairly boring. At least this would add an element of structure. Tina underscore Benson, hot buttered toast. Right, easy to please, good. Spherical Fox says, Breast milk. At least you wouldn't be on your own on the island. Uh, Donna Clark 4, pasta with tomato and basil sauce. It's the one food you can eat in all weather, in all seasons, any time of day, and hungover. Sounds like you're going to have fun times on this island. Schmiffy12, custard without a doubt. Sharon Lil Groover, my one choice would be chicken and rice. That's quite healthy. Isn't that the diet from the film Showgirls? The Web Factory said burritos, nom nom. Hackney Wolves said, hmm, tricky. Probably chicken jalfrezi. Am I allowed all the trimmings too? Why Why not? This is purely fictional. Um, You, you, did I say this one? You, you, Elise? Fish finger sandwiches. Blue Box 99 said cheese. I think I could eat that forever. You might not even need a toilet on that place if you did. Uh, Colin Holmes 1 agrees. He says cheese. And then Trudsky 2012 said cheese on toast. Ah, now you two are wishing you'd remembered about toast. Razian 6 said it's got to be potato. So many different ways of preparing. Nina Carrara, potatoes, mash them, boil them, fry them, perfect food. Nins underscore tea, potatoes, mashed, roast, boiled, chips, hash, wedges, endless list. The Miss underscore Diane One says, I agree with Nina. It also sounds funny or annoying when said in a Keith Lemon celebrity juice way. Liverbird 101, oranges, love them, and there is a variety to choose from. Clarabelle JP says, melon. Mrs. Underscore Jono, chicken tikka, curry, and pilau rice with all the trimmings. It's a good job I'm letting the trimmings through, isn't it? Nearly Erica said, vegetable stir-fry, lots of varied flavours, healthy, and also quick. You're living on an island, who wants healthy food? I just, I want to die sooner rather than later on an island, I've seen the film Cast Away. Claire Breeden says Chinese anything. I was going to list something that would be Chinese that you wouldn't want to eat, but that might just get offensive. Irina Bragg, bread. You could have different sorts of bread. Well, yeah, you've now <laughs> different sorts of bread. You've made it sound entertaining. Jenny underscore Jackson says potatoes. Another one for potatoes. Uh, random household spaghetti bolognese would do it for me. Claire Bear 203. My husband said cake. My son said crisps. Oh, I'd choose crisps or cheese and ham toasties. Yum, yum. Abby underscore underscore P, chili con carne, lush. Lynn Warham says, food for life might have to be bacon. The smell of it cooking always makes me salivate. Or perhaps chicken for versatility. And Philip501 says, mushy peas. Then I could listen to the music it produces an hour later. To be fair, you're on a desert island. No one's going to smell it. You might as well let rip. The sumnews.co.uk podcast. Your letters. This is just one of the standard questions on Foursquare, but it asked it, so I want to answer it. It says, what do you like about your hometown? Let me tell you a little something about where I'm from. It has Europe's biggest sundial. Well, it had Europe's biggest sundial. Wikipedia still says it has it, but a school friend said that we'd actually lost the title, which just means we have 
a really big pointless sundial. It's in the Midlands as well, so it's never sunny. But even when it is, the sundial is so big that it's always wrong because there's like an error caused by the tilt of the earth or something. And there's a little graph by the side of it. If you go there, you can work out, you find out what the month is, you can work out the error and then add that to what you, this time that you've read and you can work it out because it changes through the year. So when you're looking at it, right, to find out the correct time, you need to see the date. And to find out the date, people look at their watch. If you're going to look at your watch, just read the time and move on, Nobed. The sumnews.co.uk podcast. That's it for another episode. Check out sumnews.co.uk. There's an e-newsletter, an Android app. You can read it on your Kindle. Uh, you can subscribe via iTunes and, uh, and follow on Twitter at Mr. Stephen Allen. Till next time. Bye. The Sum News podcast. Get more at sumnews.co.uk.